Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Are, are we good to go here with John Shannon here? Give me the thumbs up, Brendan. Yeah, he's on board. By the way, just before we get to John, you going to watch the NFL draft tonight? I will be absolutely dialed. I think the draft starts there at 2, but unfortunately that's because it seems like Bryce Young's going first. Yeah, uh, Alabama quarterback. Alabama's going to have two guys go. What do you think, Brendan? Two guys in the top three? Will Anderson go three? I I don't even know who's going to pick in the top three at this point, but right. I think Anderson's the talent to go there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. All right, without further ado, for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. We welcome back to the show John Shannon. Hello, John, how are you doing? I'm great, Bob, you? Good. What have you thought, uh, just specific to the orders, Tell me the truth. When Edmonton was in, and I was in uh, flying on Monday, I didn't hear your your hit on Monday. Uh, but it when was Edmonton, outstanding. I heard it was. I, uh, first of all, I heard the ho- the two hosts were great. They're doing the show tomorrow as well. Uh, that is uh, Brendan Escott and Cam Moon. So they're pinch hit for us tomorrow. Our flight's been moved up a little bit, uh, and we're making our way out of town. Uh, but uh, tell me this: um, Were you surprised at all to come back? Well, I think you had to be surprised with the comeback, uh, but in the end, it had to start with something, and Jay had to find a way to, to give the boys a jolt, and that was to put Jack in that, uh, and it, it worked, and, and Jack did what he was supposed to do, and the players did what they were supposed to do, and we ended up with, on Sunday night, one of the most dramatic hockey games I can remember in the last 20 years. Yeah, no question about it. The Oilers come back and win the game. Uh, and then the Maple Leafs do something similar against Tampa Bay down 4-1. And t- Toronto has kind of flipped the narrative a bit here. But I think it also speaks to the fact, John, it is no longer a 3-2 league, is it? You can come back uh, when you're looking at games uh, that are down 3-0 or 4-1 at one point. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. And one of the reasons it's not a 3-2 league anymore is that the referees are calling a standard. And that means there are power plays in the third period and there are power plays in overtime. And right now, there is a bunch of teams with unbelievable special teams. When you look at the success of Dallas, Toronto, the Oilers... I mean, I actually think Dallas's percentage is higher than the Oilers right now. I think they're at 59%. They are not. It, they, oh, I checked they it. Were. They, they, they were. They were. But one of the things that worked against them is, uh, no, they're, they're, they're a little bit, the Oilers are currently at 57. They're 8 for, uh, you know what, I'll look it up on the fly, John. They're 8 for 14 okay. on the part. I did it this morning. Well, anyway, so. I'm just saying that, yeah. that, that because of the way the, the games are officiated now, that you you can't take anything for granted. I mean, let's remember way back to 2004, Bob. One of the problems that hockey had was that you know you couldn't take the lead and or you couldn't you couldn't catch up to the lead. You know, and that famous Calgary Tampa Stanley Cup final was a seven-game series that the lead never changed. And we've been fighting. We as in the game of hockey, we've been fighting against that for 19 years and it's taken a couple of generations of players a couple of generations of of administrators in the nhl to say okay now we're at a point where we can be entertaining for 60 minutes plus and we can have lead changes and it can be fun and uh, the coaches don't lament it near as much because that's that's a big part of this 
you know, we lived in a world of, of coaches just ripping the heck out of the game for years and years and years because they couldn't win two to one. And now we have coaches that are much more adaptable and much more flexible. And I think that's important for the success of the game as well. Just for austerity's sake, Dallas is at 40.9%. Winnipeg's at 41.7%. The Oilers are at 57.1%. Um, and I, you know, I do think sometimes we see a, there is going to be a little bit of inconsistency just because we, ha- I know there's a standard we're trying to maintain. You have different people officiating different games. So that's part of the reason why. What? The, you mean there's not two guys doing every game? No. And, but John, allow me to su- suggest <laughs> no official wants to see one team win over another. We know that sometimes there might be an accumulation of a couple calls in back-to-back games that might go one way, and as a rule of thumb, they do tend to even out during the course of the series. That's just the nature and the byproduct of how it works, which is why you can be frustrated and exasperated like I was after game... I did not like the call on dry saddle. You know that in game three. Uh, it looked to me a bit like... I did, by the way. You did like the call on dry saddle. Damn right. Yeah. Damn uh, right. After the whistle... Okay. Come on. So the Oilers, the Oilers scored the other night uh, to make it 6-2. Matt Roy cross-checked one of the Oilers players after the goal. Should there be a penalty called in 6-2 yes, game? Yes, there should have been. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, then that's fair. Sure. You know, that's I, fair. I mean, it, consistency is one of the biggest issues, right? That that becomes the problem. Yeah. And we've seen this. It, it, not everybody watches every game other than the guys in the situation room, but there's a few of us that do, and you, you do wonder why there isn't more consistency we saw we saw uh, and Paul Maurice brought it up and uh, if you recall on, uh, on on the weekend when they had an issue with a, a a quick whistle in Tampa underneath Vasilevsky and the goal was disallowed right and they had a quick whistle against Alex Lyon uh, and the goal was allowed and and so you're trying to find the consistency. The the other issue, Bob, and, and it, it doesn't get addressed enough, is we know how, how how fast the game is now. The game is so fast. Yeah. The players have done a magnificent job in creating the game at this speed. And the referees sometimes are having a difficult time keeping up. 100%. And, and you know, we're, we're still all human. We still all make mistakes. Uh, but to, back to your original point, the referees have no vested interest in which you know, team wins or loses. They do not. No, no, they they want they want. I'm, the game I'm to glad. Be I'm glad you're saying. Possible. I'm glad you're saying there's some inconsistency there. I mean, when I see Connor, you know, uh, Dowdy stick his knee out on Connor, and you know that's not a penalty, and then I see a love tap on the back of the skate that because there's gamesmanship that goes on all the time. I, part of my exasperation through the first three games is there was three ticky tack calls in those three games, and they were against the Oilers. Well, there hasn't been any of the last couple games, and the team that's been the least penalized has won four of the five games in the series. Um, L.A. gets a reprieve. Edmonton, you know, the three-day break in between these games. Who does it favor and why? Well, I, I think in, the, in this series it's equal. Um, why is that? But by this time, it's funny. I remember having a great conversation with Alex Petrangelo um, of Vegas just before Christmas. Uh, and, and I said, so when does your body start to hurt? He says mid-January. <laughs> so, so these guys have been playing strained since the All-Star break. Now, the All-Star break helps them, but they get back. But you know as well as I do, Bob, their bodies start to break down again. And so by the time we get to the fourth game of these series, and I'm talk- talking just the Edmonton series, but every series, 
where we have 80 to 90, 100 hits a night. Every guy's in pain. Every guy's got six bruises. Every guy's probably got some sort of hairline fracture somewhere in his body. And so when you have a scenario where you have a lot of big body guys, you know, this, this rest can help equally. It can help both teams. Uh, and so I, I don't think there's a huge advantage for the Kings versus the Oilers in this series because I, I don't view one team older than the other. I don't view one team battered and bruised more than the other. I view them both equally. And from that scenario, that's why it's important that, that this, this series is one of those ones that, that is, I think, the three-day break doesn't benefit either team too much. All right, John, uh, we're going to switch back to a little bit of officiating discussion. Coach Mike asks, can you ask John Shannon what he thought of the two-minute minor and then a suspension to Kale McCarr. I wanted a bigger suspension, actually. Um, you know what we? I, I thought it was two games for sure. I, I, I did. I thought it was two games, and and you know we all know that Kale McCarr is a not that type of player. So you know he's 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 going to get a little bit of a reprieve on good behavior, but it was a vicious hit. And the puck was nowhere near, and he had no. I mean, he can say, "Well, I thought the puck was dropping," but the puck the puck didn't drop near near McCann. So that to me was a two game suspension. Um, and and so and and the other thing that's happening, Bob and 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 referee Mike may may agree or disagree, but what what we're seeing now is we're seeing a scenario where the referees are using this five-minute major and the ability to review in a situation of, you know, taking their time. So we, we've, we've kind of gone to this next level of officiating where they are now using video review even to determine minor penalties. And I'm not, I know it's, I know it's good majors versus minors, but I'm not sure I like it too much. I think they're using it as a safety now. I think we're seeing it a lot. I think we're seeing the major called a lot more, so the referee can go to the iPad, talk to the situation room, and call a penalty or call no penalty. And, and I, I, I'm not. Sh I'll be honest. I'm not sure I like that. John, uh, I've been called a know-it-all more than once on this show. You know that, and uh, you know sometimes I am wrong. Well, if you hear the show on a daily basis, we can make two or three oh. corrections a show. Well, you, you cheer for Alabama, that gives you in trouble already. There you go. Uh, Tiny Ted has texted us because you know I'm doing the game on radio with Jack, uh, but uh, Tiny Ted said, "Can you ask John why Sportsnet refused to show the regular high-angle view during last game when Edmonton was exposing LA's one-three-one refusal to forecheck?" Every time Edmonton delayed the breakout, the camera jumped to a low shot uh, from beside the goalie, from Tiny Ted. What do you, uh, did you notice that? I, I, no, but you know, I don't think there's anything conscious about it. Right. Um, uh, and I think it just goes to producer prerogative. The guy that's producing um, the, the series uh, for Sportsnet is a guy named Paul Griss who uh, regularly did the second game of the doubleheader every Saturday night, so that means he was in Edmonton a lot, understands everything, yeah. understands the Oilers, uh, understands the game very well. 
but I have not noticed that. But quite frankly, I probably would not look for that. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a couple texters saying, stop, forget about the ticky-tack calls. The only issue was the, the high stick that uh, didn't get called, uh, you know, was called inconclusive. If you listen to our broadcast that night, I said it was going to be ruled inconclusive. And I, I'll take it one step further, John. Like, the, to me, the spirit of the rule for why we went to video review wasn't for... A, a call like that, it was to not miss Matt Duchesne being eight feet offside on a goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, yeah. where, where was your headspace at? Should, like, I mean, to me, it was pretty tough to to sit there and 100% guarantee that the puck, t- and, I, and I'm still getting people, like, I thought it was going to get ruled inconclusive. It got ruled inconclusive. What about you? I did, too. Yeah. Uh, I did, too. Well, that makes for I, bad I, radio, then. I, 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 I know, but I, I just know the thought process in the room. And and here's as as somebody said to me, if I if I had that job and ruled it a goal, and walked into Rob Blake's office and said, it's probably a goal, or I walked to Ken Holland's, um, walk into Ken Holland's office and said, it, it it I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell whether the the puck hit the stick or not. Which one's more accurate? And the pro- the, the reality is, it's more accurate to say to Kenny, I can't tell. The referees did not call it. We cannot see it. And as I told Reed on one of the pregame shows that we did, you, you know, the and this is a this is a bit of a, a strange little thing. The lighting at Crypto.com is different than the lighting at Rogers. Totally different. So there's there's a, a lot less white light wow. brightness in that scenario. Um, uh, in the corners because the focus of the lighting at crypto is based on basketball. So there, those are those are the outside elements that you have to consider when you go through this kind of stuff. Hmm. That's interesting. So basically it worked to LA's advantage because they don't have as good a lighting? Uh, it, it, I wouldn't say as good a lighting. I, it worked. To, it worked to an advantage because they have different lighting. Yes. All right. Different lighting. Great stuff. Uh, wherever we well, on Monday we'll be talking to you. Either we'll be in Edmonton, or we'll maybe be in Vegas on Monday. I look forward to that, John. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers now. Well, you'll be you, you'll be in Vegas. Pack an extra bag. There we go. John's going out making the call. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We'll wrap up Oilers now after this. Our guests on today's show, Louis DeBrusque, Frank Saravalli, and John Shannon. Uh, Louis DeBrusque was our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. As we go to list State Oilers history for New West Travel, had an awesome group down in Los Angeles for game three and four. New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to list State 63 years ago. Former Oiler Mike Krusholniski, born in Montreal, Quebec, played 14 NHL seasons, including four here in Edmonton, where he'd score 226 points in 290 games as part of three Stanley Cup championships. And then he was traded along with Wayne and Marty McSorley to Los Angeles in August of 1988. You know, the way, uh, way Krusholniski tells the story, uh, Gretzky was included in that sale to the LA Kings as with him going over to uh, Los Angeles scored a big goal Krusalinski against the Flames in the 1990 playoffs knocking them out when they were the reigning champs 
Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. What's he got? Oh, I got the message. You will hear from Daryl Evans. He is uh, from LA Kings Radio, as well as Seattle Kraken play-by-play voice Everett Fitzhugh, former Oilers player, coach, and general manager Craig McTavish. There you go. Uh, Cam and Brendan have got the show for you tomorrow. One of their guests will be Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of our friends at Ames Door Service. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks for participating in today's show. Text us anytime. You don't have to agree with everything that gets said. It's all good. But uh, thank you for participating in the interactive elements of the show. Have a terrific Thursday. And I will uh, join you Saturday. It was Saturday. Uh, again, Cam and Brendan got the show for you tomorrow. Saturday live uh, from Crypto.com. Irving. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update. Randy Kelburn. Then it's Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. Then Chelsea on Chad with Chelsea Bird from 3 to 6. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. I took a home to my place. Watch.